Good evening. I'm Ralphie Martinez, and this went in darkness. Point five episode. Um, going to Wisconsin this weekend. Wasn't able to get into the studio. But I can get you an audio episode. Um, so here's the thing. I've been kind of pushing off having an opinion on the Vince McMahon thing because I, I think there's something bigger to be said. And I figured it'd be cool for a .5 episode. But who knows? Well, who knows how long this will last? But it's something I've noticed over the years. And I figured I wanted to wait and just really think about things here. Vince McMahon has been known to fraternize with women that he that works for him. He's been known to cheat on his wife kind of openly. I don't think he's ever hidden that. That's never been hidden from anybody. I don't even think he'd feel shame in it, which is wild when you think about it. A bit wild. But that's how he's lived his life. That's the thing about having his kind of money. You can just do whatever you like and pay for discretion. And that's what he did here. From what has been said, there's affairs that were consensual. That he paid millions of dollars to to keep quiet. Up to 12 million they say. There's also allegations of sexual misconduct. Which. In the workplace. Can be defined in various ways. I think the way they're going with. Is he abused his power. And if you did sleep with him. He gave you promotions. He did one for such woman. She went from being an assistant. To being director of a whole department. It was a huge jump. And then when he was done with her, he passed over to John Laurinaitis, who is the father-in-law to the Bella Twins, which who were big money makers for WWE, despite what the Marks might want to hear. They made a lot of money for the company. They're both married to arguably, oh, well, actually, no, that was the dream. One is married to Daniel Bryan, the best wrestler walking the earth. And then the other was engaged. Well, yes, she was engaged, even, even if it was kayfabe engaged, I guess. She was engaged to John Cena, the biggest wrestling star on the planet, at least currently. Some would argue The Rock is still bigger. Fair. But we're talking just straight up pro wrestling, it would be John, I think. Rock has, I think, changed into something else entirely. You know, he's, he's a super, super star. But anyway... Vince McMahon has been known to do these things. He helped cover up Jimmy Snooker's murder case. Like, there's pretty compelling evidence he murdered someone. And Vince helped cover that up. Vince has stolen talent from other companies. Vince has lied to people to their face about payouts. You know... If payouts aren't enough, you know, think about the things he promised guys. Time off, he promised he never delivered on. He promised Bret Hart not to screw him, and he screwed him. You know, he also promised him a 20-year contract. Then he found out he couldn't pay for that 20-year contract. Look at CM Punk when he ran him ragged. You know, it's, this is a guy who's done this. People are single-serving to him. These women were single-serving. 
The only difference is, like, you know, the only difference is he comes with a price on both of these things. You know, single serving is throw away. You don't even think about. But maybe this is different. He's got to purchase these people. And because money buys everything for him, this is normal. This is not weird. First night, he's got the allegations. He comes out and just repeats the signature. Then, now, forever, together. Saying that he'll bring this whole bitch down. And he would. You have to imagine he would. He gets mad at people for sneezing. This is a man who just wants control on every level. If you think you're going to tear this company away from him, you're mistaken. Or at least maybe this is all projection. To show the stake, the, uh, the stockholders stability is uncertain time. Because you have to imagine, it's interesting that the Wall Street Journal is reporting on all of this. Clearly, whoever's behind this story wants to hit a financial note. It, they want it to affect the stock. It hasn't necessarily thrown sponsors out the way, which, to be honest, when you sponsor the WWE, you know the history it comes with. There's been blackface. There's been transphobia, homophobia. Like, every phobia imaginable has been on WWE television at one time. So when you sponsor them, you know what the deal is. You're not getting caught off guard. You half expect Vince to be doing some of this shit. I know I did as a kid. It never surprised me when he kept coming out what he did behind the scenes. Of course he would. That character has to come from somewhere. Those little inside jokes have to come from somewhere. And we all laughed. Let's be honest. We all laughed. Because there was a time where billionaires doing terrible things was so absurd to us that we had to laugh about it because it made no sense to us. With all that money, you couldn't have dignity in class. So Vince played that up for years. He was a billionaire who enjoyed toilet humor. He enjoyed his women. And we let it happen. He made out with Trish Strass on TV in front of his wife. Apparently, him and Linda haven't been together in years. They've been kind of separated. But she can't go anywhere because guess what? Her worth is dictated by him. She's a nobody without him. She doesn't get into the Trump administration without him. So she now has to suffer with it. You know, it's like when um, David Letterman got caught cheating on his wife. You know... She knew what Dave was. She was one of the girls in the office he picked up. So you knew what he was doing. She probably had the agreement with him of just don't embarrass me. But with Linda and Vince, it seems to be a bit different. As long as the money comes in, Linda doesn't care what's done. In, in her defense, it's kind of hard to walk away from that attitude era money. Because that was probably the best business had ever been. The Hogan era was strong. But that was just one guy being over. The WWF as a company was over. You could send guys anywhere. 
you open up your whole roster to money-making opportunities. And people collected everything. All the toys, all the figures. You wanted a full roster. More so than ever, you know, than the 80s, I believe. Because guys were just over. And it was kind of fun to have the Steve Blackman action figure. Or the fucking, you know, Road Dog action figure. And you'd find a way to put them over. Of course she stayed. There was there was insane money to be made. It was nothing but upside, really, if you just take away the idea of you had to be married to this. To this dude. She probably didn't think about that hard enough. Or maybe she felt, well, as long as it's on TV, no one can say anything. They won't come looking for him because, like, of course Vince is a scumbag. So what's there to investigate? But now that WWE is in a situation where it has cleaned up its image over the last 20 years. And it's trying to go back to that kid-friendly centric thing. Because what they found out recently was their average viewer is like 50-something, 40-something. The guys have been around for years. They're not really making new fans. You know, he's got to clean this up and he's got to package it because he's getting older. Wall Street doesn't like Hunter. They sure as hell don't like Steph either. So what's he going to do? Well, he's going to sign Ronda Rousey again. He's going to bring around Brock Lesnar again. He's going to sign Logan Paul. Money makers, attention getters. They get it. I'm sorry. I love a lot of the indie guys, but they're not cutting it. The numbers are just there. Vince has to get this cleaned up for the the eventual sell that everyone's talking about rumor wise. NBC Universal needs them because Universal Studios is about to lose their Marvel um, rights. So they can't have Islands of Adventure anymore. So they got to get something to replace that. And Universal needs its Muppets. It's, it needs to start having colorful characters. That's what's selling. That's what the merch is selling on. So now they've got to do it. they got to get WWE. But someone's got to clean it up. And I've been saying it before all over Twitter, if anyone's been reading, that Nick Khan's there to clean it up for a sale. He was always there to clean it up for a sale. This guy ran CAA, one of the biggest talent agencies in the game, and now he's working at WWE, which is a talent-based company. But not even close to the talent that he had at CAA. That man's trying to build something. Guys leave companies all the time with vendettas or the aspiration of, I'm going to build this into my thing. This is what I'll be remembered for. Maybe that's what Nick Khan believes. Maybe that's what he sold Vince on. Because if Hunter was going to take over at some point, why is NXT so different from his vision of it? He keeps telling people he's back. You know what that really means to me? He's going to be back, but he's still going to do what Vince wants to do. They're targeting a younger audience. Recently, they let go of a bunch of indie guys. And we all talked about how that was great for AEW. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's not great for AEW. Because he's going to suffocate them with indie talent. Yes, go buy all the people the Marks like. Those guys don't draw a dime nationally. 
Have fun with that. Go ahead and be the wrestling show. We were never the wrestling show. We were the sports entertainment show. And it will suffocate AEW if Tony Khan is not careful and doesn't spend his money wisely. But as we've seen, he's just bringing in guys every week, every new indie talent you can imagine, because he doesn't give a shit. He's a fucking money mark. He's having a good time. I enjoyed AEW for a good portion of it. Now the crack's starting to show, and it's time to ask some questions. Does he have a booking philosophy? Does he have long-term booking? His top guys that he bought from WWE, who had WWE passed, are now injured on the shelf. CM Punk's on on the shelf. You got Daniel Bryan on the shelf. Adam Cole's now on the shelf. All the guys you drew to AEW, now you got to draw the guys who were there for a while. Guys like MJF who aren't there now because you pissed him off. You got to build the rest of the roster now. Let's see how you book. Well, you're back against the wall. Are you going to throw money at the situation? Are you just going to buy more talent and that's going to solve your problem? This is what WWE's banking on. It's cheaper for them to produce their own guys. That's why the Performance Center exists. You can control what that guy makes his entire career if you not only bring him in, but you create him, you mold him, you raise him, and you control what he will expect for the rest of his life. You keep him on the roller coaster forever. They want eternal WWE guys. If you're an indie guy, the problem is you know how to negotiate. And that's a problem. You know your worth. You can say how many t-shirts you sell based on your pro wrestling tees account. You can say what you're drawing at venues because you're getting paid a certain amount to show up to venues. You have your um, merch table. You have a metric now. Wrestlers didn't realize that, but now they do. You have a metric now for your worth. That doesn't benefit WWE. Doesn't benefit Vince McMahon. He needs to dictate worth. He told Kevin Nash years ago, I'd rather in half-empty arena of people cheering for who I want them to cheer for as opposed to a full arena of them cheering for someone I didn't want them to cheer for. That's the level of control he wants. These indie guys got to go. So you get rid of guys like Aleister Black. You get rid of Adam Cole. You, you find ways to screw up relationships so motherfuckers can just leave. Because you can't control them anymore. These were guys who before WWE had nice indie careers. And they walked away for some nice money to do the developmental contract in hopes of the big WWE contract. Because there is a markdown to go to NXT. I've heard it from several indie guys. But hey, all that's going on. And Vince McMahon's banging broads. You have to imagine this has been going on for a long time. You have to imagine he's kept a good control on it for a bit. And of course, it's now coming out because, hey, you're trying to clean up now. You're trying to become an old school studio conglomerate. Here's the problem with that. You now owe. We've been really gracious before with not pointing out some shit. But your 
fucking give a fuck with the rules have now drawn you the ire. Had you stayed dirty and deplorable, we wouldn't have fucked with you. But now you're attempting to be something more to go to go or to go back to being a mainstream property where you're a bit more clean. We need to remind people who you are. Now, I'm not saying it's a negative way to look at it. What I'm saying is that's a possibility. Because in this business, you owe somebody. You don't get to get away with things without owing somebody. And WWE got away with a lot of shit. Vince thought he was Teflon. Vince thought he'd never be touched. But the times have changed. People don't give a shit anymore. They're not afraid anymore. The girls can take the money and still come forward. Truth be told, this all goes down to you shouldn't have been cheating on your wife in the first place. But apparently Linda's accepted it, so I can't really defend someone who won't defend themselves. I guarantee that's how Shane McMahon felt. I guarantee you that's how Shane's been feeling his entire life. Shane was such an integral part of that company. You know he saw shit. You know he knew shit. And to know that his mom was still staying... And his family was still expected to keep together through all this shit and pretend everything's cool and we're just an entertainment company had to have, had to have fucked with him. It must fuck with him that his idea for buying ECW and turning it into an internet show was done by his brother-in-law years later with the fresh indie talent. Hunter didn't create the concept for NXT. Shane already had it. Shane had the dream that allowed Hunter to look like a genius. So when you see your fucking dad who cheats on your mom fucking love your brother-in-law a hell of a lot more than he fucking cares about you because you're a good son, no dirt's ever come out about Shane. People have said he wanted to put himself over in certain times, but no dirt's ever come out about Shane. So at all accounts, he's probably a really good fucking guy. But because Hunter's one of the boys and Vince always wanted to be one of the boys, you have to remember, his dad wouldn't let him into business. His dad sent him to Maine and went, go prove yourself. Then Vince did that, came back, acquired Titan Sports over time because the old man got sick, only to know that his father would have hated what he became. Vince Sr. had told all his boys, my son will not compete with you. He will not take your talent. That's a promise he made to me. The old man dies. What does Vince do? He starts taking everyone's fucking talent and starts becoming the national brand, killing other brands left and right. So a man who already fucking can't stand his father is passing on horrible fathering shit to his son and his son has to reject them in a sense of I gotta leave this company Shane's abrupt exit from WWE years ago was always suspect to me and it always felt like it was personal it was nothing else but personal I'm gonna go do something without you because I'm attached to you and you feel some type of way about it Steph had no problem being daddy's girl and she'd be fucking lying she says she doesn't know what's going on backstage or what's been going on She's been part of the show. Her dad once pitched an incest angle for them. Daddy's little girl. 
But Shane leaves, and he actually has a bit of success in China with um, video on demand. He has some of that. But fuck, does he now want the old man's approval because he fucking came back. He was out. He was the free McMahon. But now he saw the old man's getting older. Maybe there's a play for me. Hey, maybe Hunter and Steph bring him in and go, hey, it'd be great to have you back around. They need a whipping boy. Hunter's NXT apparently fails. Triple H's son-in-law we're talking about. Nice little project. Oh, you have to develop the new stars of WWE. Oh, I was going to buy indie talent that's already over. That I don't have to do much with. And I look like a genius for putting these matches together. He doesn't make guys at all. That's been Hunter's entire career. He's never made anybody. He's always been a parasite in other people's success. Hence his booking. He gets the, the shaved head. He starts wearing suits. He, he tries so hard to become the Wall Street guy. And they don't like him. They don't accept him. They know he's not one of them. You can marry into Connecticut, but you're not Connecticut, bro. And mind you, he's from Connecticut. Ain't that some shit? Steph McMahon, like, to be honest, hasn't had a real good creative idea in years. She just benefits from a really good creating team. That creative team does produce some cool shit, and it's not her. She ain't that person. There's never been a storyline where you've heard, thanks to Steph, man. If Steph wasn't there. But Steph just always wanted the old man's approval. Now that Shane was gone, she had it. But she, too, was not beloved by Wall Street. And nor did Vince think she could run the company. That's when you get the sell rumors. That's when Nick Khan shows up. You bring an outside entity in. And he has a real big piece of power. He's mentioned in the same breath as the McMahon's. No one's ever had that before. Shane's out again. Hunter walks away with a cardiac incident, which I believe was real, but I also think a much-needed break. Came at an opportune time for him to be away and not be around for any of this scandal. Steph conveniently had taken a step away to focus on her family, but then a few weeks later was back again after her daddy got caught paying off these women. But apparently he still has 100% creative control, so nothing's changed. He's not taking it seriously. None of them really are. I hope the Wall Street Journal didn't blow its wad. It'd be a real shame if they did. Because it's going to take a hell of a lot more than what they're doing now to get rid of this dude. Maybe Nick Khan's trying to get WWE sold at a discount. Maybe it's very convenient that he shows up and now this is out. And the other McMahons were out for a bit. While he reshuffled the order of things. But they are making a pivot. They are making a pivot to be going back to more family friendly. Family friendly. Yeah. Family friendly content. Logan Paul's a YouTube superstar. If you don't know him, that's on you. He's everywhere. He's having boxing matches. He's one of the most famous YouTubers of all time. Kids know him. 
They grew up with him. They'll sign more of those. Just you wait. If you hate Logan Paul, you'll love a lot more when they show up. It'll be fun. Pat McAfee, podcast world. Now he's a commentator. He literally has higher rated moments than some of the stars on the roster. Ain't that some shit? I guarantee you he's the Kevin Nash of the situation telling all these guys, listen, this is the check I get from WWE. This is a check you can get from WWE. And soon they'll have a controlled farm system and produce the guys they want to produce. Good for them. You can't hate that kind of business. It's smart. Vince can put together a well-oiled machine and he can die happy. Keep in mind, his mom died at 100, so we might be stuck with Vince for a bit. But you have to imagine the malignant presence that man is. You have to imagine what the women in the locker room are thinking. Is this a man I still want to work for? Can I still work for this man? Naomi and uh, Sasha felt they couldn't anymore, but they left for other reasons, but apparently they're officially out. This is the guy they work for. This is the guy they're in business with. The guy who says fuck him every time the allegations come up. He doesn't care. He's not going anywhere. That's just how it is. Wrestling's always been a shit business. You know, when it comes to, like, how it treats people. So it's why I don't think anyone's doing that much investigating, really. Because... It's wrestling still, but because Vince McMahon is now daring to enter a new space, it's like, no, 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 no. We will let it happen, just not with you. You're, you. You can't possibly. You haven't paid the dues. And to be honest, it's true. He's still a carny to them. He's not one of them on the Madison Avenue crowd. He can pretend to be, but he's not. And to be honest, this is the way his career should end. It should end with some kind of comeuppance. It should end with him being disgraced at the end for all the things he did to all those other people. And we should be left with a sense of responsibility because we cheered for it. We laughed about it. Some of us still do. And it's the trade-off. We talk about trade-offs here all the time. What are you willing to trade for the things you enjoy? The things you love? How often do you enjoy content of a canceled person or someone who's done some really fucked up shit but you really enjoy the content? That's what WWE fans are dealing with right now. But it makes so much money. And it's the only show like it on earth. AEW is a very different wrestling experience. WWE is Ringling Brothers. You know. They're not in the pro wrestling business. AEW is and that might be a problem for them. 
they have no long-term plans. We're just putting on a great wrestling show. Well, that's, that's nice. But Vince wants to return to a level he felt he was denied. And he was so close to it with Hogan. But the 90s, they didn't go the way he wanted them to go. He thought he could build action stars out of these guys. It never happened. Same thing with 2000. They never really caught on. Cena eventually got there, but I think Cena got there when he decided to leave the WWE for a while. He couldn't get there within their system. The right scripts weren't coming for those guys. The Rock had to leave. Austin kind of didn't leave, so he never really got a chance to do those bigger Hollywood roles he probably would have gotten. Cena had to leave. Reigns is already one foot out the door. He was already like in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Like he already knows he's not going to get what he wants within the business. But Vince wants to create those stars. He wants to be a media, I guess, institution. He wants to be as institutionalized as SNL, as Jim Henson, as all those people. And this is the way he's going to do it. Build it from the ground up old school Hollywood studio system style. And there's a thing to be said about the studio system style. Though it limited guys' ability to negotiate contracts to be in other movies and probably make a lot more money. But there is... There is a, a, a comfortability in knowing you're part of a system. You know where the money's going. You know where this is all going to go. You know, you're not... You're not caught off guard when the big money contract comes. You're like, oh, no, I'm expected to do this. Can I put this many years in? There is a safety net, too. As long as you, as long as you perform well... And do your best to get over or do what Vince wants you to do. It doesn't sound like a bad life. You know, you come in. I'm expected to make this pay at the performance center. I'm going to be a ring crew guy. Now I'm a jobber. Now they're going to give me a character. Now I got like, you know, my first angle. Oh, I'm kind of getting over. I'm learning the ropes and all that. Sweet. Now I'm an NXT champion of sorts. I know I'm going to get this pay for being NXT champion or being this long here. Oh, wait, main roster? Bam, now I know what the pay bump's going to be there. I know all the wealth that comes with it. I got these deals now for merchandise, yada, yada, yada. There is a comfortability in that, you know? As long as you're talented and do your job, there's a lot of money to be made. Nick Khan, being a talent guy, knows that. CAA, you know, they, they take guys from nothing into something. They just see a guy and go, I'll sign you, you know, if you have enough credits to catch their eye. And they build guys. This is the next stage of sports entertainment. Guys who can not only have the matches, but also be in the movies, be in the TV shows. You know, people always want to see celebrities fight. Well, guess what? We're now, we are now the celebrities. In a dream Vince McMahon world, this works out. I don't know if it will. That's a very hard ask. It's a very hard ask for people to believe that. And you're going to have to expand a company in a way where you're making good movies or partnering on good movies. You know, not cheap ones, you know. And to be honest, like, 
once you're purchased by a place like, you know, NBC Universal, that becomes a hell of a lot easier. So you want to build a system you can sell for a high price with tremendous upside. And that's what we're attempting to do. Bloat that company, baby, so you can get a good asking price. The scandals hurt the asking price, but signing Logan Paul upped it a hell of a lot more. He's got the metrics, man. That's what it really comes down to. You know, we're heading towards a metrics-based economy. You got to live with that. Have to. And the thing is, metrics, you know, I hate to say it, they have some truth to them. They have some truth. It's hard to argue with them sometimes. The only thing you can do is, if you feel like, you know, there's some guys who maybe don't deserve to have that level of fame, invest in people who you think do. Look for new people. Put those people on. Maybe WWE might sign them. Maybe there's someone you like who does makeup tutorials. Maybe she too can be a pro wrestler fighting other makeup tutorial people at WrestleMania. Settling feuds that start on YouTube. Surprise, more wrestlers don't have YouTube shows by now. But you can't control it, so. Unless you script the podcast, but it'd be, it'd be impossible for them to remember that many lines and then the lines for my narrow. You know, it just, but that's probably the future where let's get these, you know, YouTube's already doing, or well, guys are getting YouTube as a fight each other in boxing matches. Let's do it pro wrestling style. Bad Bunny's definitely going to get a contract at some point. He'll probably get a little bit of a run, get paid big money for it. Yeah. Bring in celebrities, you know, train them for a little bit, get them good enough to have a couple of matches. They were a pro wrestler for a while. Celebrities fight each other now. It's celebrity death match, but tamed. It's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea on his part. But it is the future. We now want to see our celebrities do everything. Be everything to everyone. But eventually you are nothing to anyone. He was such a malignant presence in the industry, but he's also... One of the biggest aspects of the industry. His promotional mind. His idea for big events. Not even like big events. It's just, he just knew how to market. A lot of guys helped him out with that. But he knew how to market shit. And he made wrestling as big as it was. Along with Eric Bischoff and WCW. Paul Heyman and ECW. They created an industry. That was ginormous. The NWA and WWF, like, maybe were that big. But I think the individual guys were. But the NWA owned the South. WWF owned the North. It was what it was. But the global companies, when they rise, it, you know, it together they made something special. But Vince outlasted all of them because he was a shrewd businessman. But it is fitting that at the end, they come for him with knives as he's close to perfecting what he's wanted all along. Total talent 
control. Control what your talent does at all times. What they say, what they star in, what kind of content they're involved with, how they wrestle, how they talk, all of it. Total talent control. They want to do this in the military with total soldier control and shit. Where they give them nanomachines and you can regulate how they deal with situations. How they have how much dope means in their system. You know, when war becomes ID tagged, you know, it becomes routine. As Metal Gear Solid 4 try to teach us. But that's what they want for all of us. They want us to all get to that point. Total worker control is not that far off either. That's why they say the idea now is to jump from job to job every few years to keep yourself attractive in the job market because when you stay somewhere too long, it's actually not beneficial for you. You just get comfortable. Total control is what it was always about for our economy, I think. I think total control societally has always been the idea. You start a society, the group of resources and workers. You create class to make to give people something to aspire to. And then the higher class people regulate who gets up there. So you get the maximum uh, productivity. So you control the workforce, you control the economy, you control the, the, the balance of resources. Vince McMahon is just doing what any other man in society or any other person who creates society would have done. He's creating a society. His own little country of wrestlers he produces. In the future, WWE's GDP will be the size of a small country. This is just the Vince McMahon dark future I'm painting. He'll control their emotions. He'll be a cyborg Vince McMahon by this point. He'll control their emotions. How they give promos directly, like like hack into their brain through nano machines and neural links. Vince McMahon, in the end, will outlive us all. Because truly, he nothing gets him. He said the N word on TV while wearing a do rag. A rich white man from Connecticut did that on live television. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. (sighs) You gotta give it to him. Teflon indeed. Teflon deed. But total talent control, that's 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 frightening. But more than likely the future. We're going back to the studio system, I think. We'll find well, you know what we'll we'll analytic it to death. So it's like we'll put out so many analytics of how it works and how We'll be able to give people more things if they're like enrolled like in a 401k with a studio. Like they'll find ways to employize it. That's not even a word. But to make it legit 
and we'll go right back to the studio system to own theaters, you know, because a judge recently just removed that ban that studios can now own theaters. So they'll start owning those. And that'll be it. They'll control the industry. Every industry is slowly going to control its distribution in ways we've never seen before. Fucking sucky, dude. But it's going to happen. They'll all consolidate and own us all. We'll rent content. We'll rent it all and we'll own nothing and be happy. Because we'll have comfortability. Maybe we'll feel like Vince McMahon. We'll feel Teflon. Because everything will be so comfortable. And as long as we just pay off what we got to pay off. We can just do what we want as we please. As long as we dare not. Try to. Climb up. Or change the way we're doing business. Once again this is not. To make Vince a victim here. What I'm really doing is going. Will we all pay off somebody. If I was a better podcaster, I would have let that point land and you would have just figured it out on your own. But I'm not going to trust people to do that. I don't think people truly listen sometimes. But we're all paying off people for the right to live. The right to do anything. And hence why people we get comfortable. We like the way things are. We're not pissed about the gas prices. We're not pissed about anything. We're just dealing with it. Anyway, dark future aside. Um, but yeah. You know, we have the video episodes up on um Spotify now. Check that out. Next we will get back to our normal stuff. Some pretty good stuff planned for it. But yeah. Chill out. It's not the end of the world yet. We're just inching closer and closer. But the good thing is, don't you feel it? The sweet relief to not having worry anymore. Pod people existence it's almost there just surrender to it give in to it Vince McMahon paid us a lot of money we ought to be grateful according to some people we just ought to be grateful you know I work in industry the film industry that has a lot of progressive politics but it does more exploitation than empowering. If that don't tell you where we're at, I don't know what does. But then again, I think we all know how this one is going to end. <laughs>